Before we uh, crack on, Tony, I want to read you some poetry I discovered at the weekend. Oh my god. Do I want to hear Did you read this the other day, Peel? No, I don't know what it is. Did you not? Oh, I posted it. If you say I discovered some poetry at the weekend, it generally doesn't mean I found a lovely psalm for you to listen to. No, it's not. Listen to this shit I found. I (laughs) spent a weekend in the British Library. (laughs) (laughs) What have you found? So I was at my grand's for her birthday, and there was a book of poetry written by people of my, my primary school. Oh, oh yes, I've seen. Yeah, that poem I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so this is my guinea pig by Secondary Dave, aged eight. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. My guinea pig is black, very black. It is called Blackie. It crawls around a lot. It crawls all over me. It loves grass, jumpers, apples. It squeaks noises like mad. It is very strong. It nods a lot. My guinea pig likes me, and I love my guinea pig. Why? Because it cuddles me. My guinea pig likes me to catch her. I like to catch her. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the thing is, it leaves so many open-ended questions. Hey, <laughs> why is this relationship um, only going one way? You know? uh, two, what, how does he know the guinea pig likes to catch her? him and what the fuck is he doing <laughs> I like that there's an imbalance in the relationship that the guinea pig likes Dave but Dave yeah. loves the guinea pig and he's only going to have Dave, his heart broken Dave's fully proposing to this guinea pig and this guinea pig's just turning around and going you know what I'm just using you for the food um, <laughs> sorry it's about so many things apart from guinea pigs isn't it <laughs> it's a multi-layered you isn't know. it it's, 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 got, it's packed with symbolism packed with uh Oh, packed with meaning. Mm. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last With unopposed to claim banter It's banter behind the throne Hello, and welcome to Banner Behind the Throne, episode 71 A little bit of contention about that, might be 72, but we're going to stick with 71 uh, I am Tony Makos, welcome to the episode I'm going to take register uh, in alphabetical order Bamford, David Present. Peel, Thomas? Yes, sir. Good stuff. We're all here. So, today we're going to, let's see, what have we got on the agenda? We're going to look at, in order of importance, um, some tournament in North America called Gen Con was on at the weekend. We're going to have a little discussion as to what went on over there. Then there was another little tournament over in Poland, known as uh, the Flea Bottom Fracker. We're going to have a little chat about what happened over there. Um, and then most importantly of all, there was the Monstrous Aldershot Regional, which was uh, last weekend, which a number of us attended. So we'll have a little bit of a chat about that. We'll have a chat about some new cards that are out in the new chapter pack, Oberon's Revenge, and anything else that pops up, really. So how are you, gentlemen? I'm lovely, thank you, Tony. How are you? I am not too bad. It's Edinburgh Festival time up here at the moment, so 
the place is full of tourists, uh, which is fine. It's full of comedians and artists and all that kind of stuff. It tends to be a pretty mental month uh, in August, so I'm pretty busy. Um, yourself? Yep, I'm, I'm back at my parents for a couple of weeks. Got a stag do this weekend and the wedding afterwards, so uh, plenty to do for that. Nice. Not my stag do and wedding, I'll, uh, I'll hasten to, <laughs> to add before anyone starts moaning about not getting invites. <laughs> Peel, what have you been up to? Ah, not much. Working, I'm, um, well, I'm always at my, well, one of my parents' house, I suppose you could say. Um, and uh, yes, I'm also getting ready for this uh, this supposed stag weekend uh, this weekend, where we will be flying out lovely and early on Friday morning to uh, a little place called Craven. No, you can't say where it is. What if Jack listened? Oh, <laughs> shit, it's yeah. a secret. Are we putting this out after the, the thing, anyway? No, well, it depends. Oh, okay, well, scrap that. We're not going anywhere. Um... <laughs> <laughs> going abroad. <laughs> It's gonna no, we're not, Dave. We're not, Dave. We haven't even told him that. Um, no, he knows we're going abroad. Someone we're going told lovely. Him, someone hmm? told him that we, he needed euros, and he was like, "I haven't got any euros." So I was just like, "Well, send your money to me, and I'll get your travel money because we'll get a better rate." I.e., we are not going to somewhere that needs euros, you fool. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know who told him that. It definitely wasn't me. Yeah. No, even though I did think Craven. spent euros, I was not the one who told him about the euro issue. Um, <laughs> unless I was drunk, in which case, meh. No, I wouldn't have told him. He's been crying. To be fair, Dave, he has been, every time we've seen him, he's been crying people for information. So he, he literally has. He's just like, so, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? I can't tell you where we're going. Where are we going? Damn it! <laughs> but if you now tell him, if you now tell him that he doesn't need euros, then uh, then you can just take him down the road to the pub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just take his money and just take him. Oh, why didn't we do that? Can we just take him out Thursday night and just take him to the pub? I feel I like you. now we've spent the pounds or the whatever on the flights no i mean we still go on the flights. we still go on the flights dave i'm just saying we just take him to the the thursday we just drive him to a random pub on like the thursday night we just go right we'll go in here and just get him drunk at a random pub and then just go right well we'll see you at your wedding and just all leave and go get on the plane with him obviously (laughs) but you know what i mean just like completely and utterly just like we'll just take him out of bedford and we'll just get everyone to come over to bedford the night before or as many as we can and just tell them that we're all just this is this is it. Like, oh, so where are we going, lads? What do you mean where we're going? Oh, yeah. going you know, town, we're, mate. we're here. Yeah. Night Thursdays in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go sit in a beer garden, mate. You know what more do you want? Like, so, so are you doing right? Okay, so we'll just yeah, we'll leave that at that. Yeah. <laughs> all right then. Um. All right. So, what's been happening? The last couple of weeks, then, since uh, we so graced we graced your ears, um, <laughs> there was a, um, a North American Championship, wasn't there? There was. Mm. Uh, someone won, didn't they? Alex Black. They did. Yeah. So congratulations and, uh, to him. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a melee tournament as well, wasn't there? It wasn't overly well supported, but uh, they had one anyway. And I want to say Jesse Carpenter won that. That sounds about right. Yeah, beating out uh, that, the melee tournament annoyed me actually because uh, sorry to Jesse Carpenter, but I know the other three people at the final table yeah. quite well. Like Roy from the White Book, I've I've met him. Uh, Chris Thompson is the guy who named Peel's cat, and Indeed. then obviously I know Sandy very well. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was it was kind of kind of sad that the guy I didn't know won. Well, I had I three horses in the race. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they would, you know, they would, I, I saw the. I, I saw the photos as the final was going on and there was some lovely, you know, some people were doing sterling work, kind of doing live updates on Facebook. And I noticed that uh, Sandy had made the final table at Melee, which is uh, which is fantastic. But there's a little part of me, and sorry, sorry about this, Sandy, but uh, if you happen to be listening, there's a little part of me that thought, Jesus, if he wins this, he's going to be insufferable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Utter, utterly insufferable. We never hear the end of it. Um, but Good on him for making that last table. I'm sure he was pissed. Pretty sure he will, he will have been pissed. Probably, they were probably all pissed. Um, but it's a bloody good run to make the final table um, at, uh, at Gen Con. Yeah, good on him. It's probably for the best they took the card design away from the Gen Con Mellow then, isn't it? Oh, could you, you imagine? Oh, Sandy had a card design. It'll be, yeah, insufferable is it's the least <laughs> of it. The least yeah, of put, it. it would be putting it lightly. It would be putting it lightly. <laughs> But, and, but but also, I mean, the flip, the flip side of that is uh, um, how you know it would have been fantastic if Roy had won as well. And not to, this isn't to take anything away from uh, from Jesse who did one. Yeah, we um, don't know but, you there, Jesse, so it's hard to be really really excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, sure you did. I'm sure you did very well. And I'm sure you're lovely. Uh, I'm sure you're a very nice guy, and good on you for uh, for for not getting a car design. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> And do you beat out some stiff competition? So good on you. Well done, I think is what we're trying to say. Well yeah, done. In our roundabout way, in yeah. our you've done really well. We're proud of you. Well done. Except you're not the person who apparently either Tony or Dave wanted to win. So apologies <laughs> about that. But well done, regardless. You did nicely. I I was happy with whoever would win it personally. You know, so well done from me. If neither, if no one else. You know? <laughs> Um, I think that's what's important to get across it. Yeah. Do you hear that, Jesse? Peel supports you 100%, as do we. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the yeah. Gen Con Melee was the first of several organised play fuck-ups. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. Tell me more. Oh, well, <laughs> in this instance, uh, the vast majority of people didn't find out that the new chapter pack, Oberyn's Revenge, which we shall talk about in detail later, uh, mm. was legal. Until about two minutes before the start time. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this is a casual tournament, right? Well, considered to be a casual play tournament, so it didn't really matter what was, uh, you know, what what cards were, were legal or not. This I mean, to be fair, FFG's, it is This has been FFG's thing for the last... Since second edition came about, the melee tournament has always been casual, no matter what the prize support was. And yeah. the new pack is, has always been legal. Mm. It was the same... Um, at the first Worlds they did for second edition, where taking the black was legal for the melee, but not the joust that was the day before. Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's great! Oh, oh, at Worlds. It was, it was only released. It was released at Worlds, and even that's that was about a right. month before it was released for general sale. That's um, right. Because I, I, I was going to say, you know, the like, Oberon's Revenge, the, the, the street date of it was the Thursday, I think, and then the melee was on the Friday, so, you know, that's cutting it fine, but I guess you're right, Worlds last year was uh, even tighter than that. that, that was, saw, yeah, yeah, it was the same, like, Worlds opened on the Wednesday, and I don't think uh, Taking the Black was for sale until the Thursday or Friday. It certainly wow. wasn't for sale when I arrived. So, mm. yeah. Crazy. So, that, that is their thing. Just bear that in mind if you're ever at a, uh, a North American melee tournament that all the cards are probably legal. 
I'll bear that in mind next time I'm wandering past the North American melee tournament. <laughs> yeah, hold on, man. have you <laughs> considered on, this new card? Just, just before, <laughs> have you considered these new cards that came out yesterday? You have. Don't mind me. I'll be on my way. <laughs> strolls, strolls off into the sunset. Has everybody got a copy of their titles? Yeah. <laughs> uh, excellent. So that was uh, that was Melly on the Friday. Uh, well done to everyone who won and didn't win. That's probably the best way to put that, right? Yeah, probably is. Uh, and then there was uh, then there was the fun and games of uh, Joust on the Saturday. Oh, there was another fuck up with the melee actually, um, oh. because they said that there wasn't going to be a top sixteen, and then suddenly they said there was, which is less <laughs> fuck up and more just bad communication. But bad communication seems to be what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Carry on, sorry, Tony. Tony no, that's all right. Uh, really that's all right. You. So we got to uh, so the joust on the Saturday was hundred. I'm going to say it was a hundred. It was about 172 players or something like that, wasn't it? Which is pretty. Uh, as that might be. That might be right. That might be wrong. I don't know. But it was. A, it was certainly about that. I think that. it was not quite as many as last year. But I think they expected it to be a little bit less because of the monstrous L5R tournament the tournament that was taking place at the weekend. I think they expected a little bit of a bleed into that. But it's still a pretty healthy number for uh, for for a tournament. 172. And they proceeded to uh, do a graduated cut uh, Swiss tournament, which I believe was, f- what, five rounds and cut to a top 16? Or was it a 32? It was five rounds, and yeah. then they did the graduated cut of, I want to say, two rounds. Mm. Um, yeah, I think so. How did, how did they mess this one up, Dave? They messed up the graduated cut in the... the Basically, the communication was poor again. Um, mm-hmm. in the, the, they said to some people that the graduated cut would be 48 players. They said to others it would be 32. Um, mm. And I think the miscommunication being the cut will be 32 players and then whatever the record of the 32nd player will be up to 48 with the <laughs> same record. Yeah. So if yeah. the 32nd player is 3-2 with, 20, mm. with 15 points, then then all the three twos up to 48th place will make mm. the cut as well, and then they'll do two or three more rounds of Swiss and carry on to a top 16. Um, but, so, but Sod's Law says that whatever can go wrong will go wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, number 32 ended on 19 points, the only person on 19 points, so it was a cut to top 32 exactly for the graduate <laughs> cut. And at that point, you may as well just do elimination rounds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that is unfortunate, but then if you look at it, like odds are he probably would have got if he'd got the full win it would have been an, exa- an exact cut which is great mm-hmm. uh, so it seems like it was just kind of a weird place to put the cut for that number of players they probably should have looked at it a bit better and thought well, maybe we'll just cut to top 48 for the graduated cut maybe up to 64 with the same record or something and did they play the graduate? Did they play the graduate cut on the Saturday? Yes, they like, did. They cut it. They cut it to sixteen. I know they put the sixteen on the Sunday, but they cut from forty-eight to sixteen on the Saturday, right? Yeah, all the all the Swiss, including the graduated cut, was on the Saturday, which, mm. as they only did five rounds, was probably a good <laughs> idea. I think yeah. at Euros we did six rounds on the first day, didn't we? And then yeah, we did. Yeah, further three rounds of Swiss on the Sunday, which is a lot more rounds than the Chengdu did. 9-7 in a smaller tournament. Yeah, there weren't as many as 172 Euros. No, I think we had about 140, 150. Mm. Well, also, FFG weren't organising it, were they? Uh, no, they had some... They had some... 
like that they, they they forced us to do a top sixteen where the organisers wanted to do a top thirty two, mm. and that was the impact they had. And we managed to, or the organisers managed to, we as the European community, but our organisers managed to um, argue for a graduated cut, which made it slightly less harsh, mm. basically slightly yeah. more reasonable. That's a bit aimful. So we got to so the cut to a top sixteen on Sunday and everything went uh, according to plan, right? Uh, <laughs> well, in the graduated cut, I know uh, Roy Rogers had a very bad judge call. Oh, did he? Uh, oh, I he did. He did, um, which cost him the game. But luckily, luckily is probably not the word, but um, he would have made, missed the cut on strength of schedule if he had won the game. So it didn't have any actual impact on the tournament. Mm, okay. So the, there was a saving grace there. Um, but it was essentially... The, the ruling we discussed a couple of weeks ago is intimidate a character ability or not. It was ruled it is not a character ability and that cost him the game. Because he oh, had a character right. knelt who shouldn't have been knelt. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. That was an FFG judge ruling that... Oh. The... Uh, the mm. As far as I can tell, the rule, the judges, the actual floor judges, were all volunteers. Mm. Right. So okay. So you yep. can't just like put this on Danny or Nate's head and say no, no, no. And they admitted afterwards that they made the wrong call, and they, I think they, you know, like apologised to Roy and made it right as well they could. Um, but Roy could have appealed to the head judge, Nate, for a mm. for a ruling if he didn't agree with it, which is you know what he should have done. Should have done, but you know that hindsight, as they say. It was a one of us. It was a moot point at that point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But as as it didn't have any long-standing effects on the on the tournament itself, it's yeah. it's not completely heinous. Mm. <laughs> mm. So, so, yeah, I'm sure Roy will give a be- better insight to that on either the White Book or the Second Sons, wherever he decides to do a uh, a Gen Con recap. So. Mm. He had a pretty good weekend, by the sound of it, just from the point of view of uh, obviously that you know that's a that's a cock up, you know that wasn't his fault, but uh, placing wise, he seemed uh, sounds like he had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean everyone's talking about the the other OP cock up on the Sunday, which was down to bad communication. This um, yeah, that was a I feel like there's a one. theme. Yeah, yeah, there is a little bit. There is, a, there is a little bit. It's kind of it, it. It's weird because obviously social media and the, the community itself online kind of exploded in um, in like in venomous anger on Sunday when uh, um, when sent with this particular cock up happened. Um, and while the particular cock up uh, and the person that it affected most you know, has been pretty reasonable about it. I think the community in general have kind of got, have been kind of ground down and down and down by just one little fuck up at a time, tiny little fuck up here, little fuck up there. And it's kind of just starting to, it, yeah, it's starting to hurt, I think. Um, uh, but yeah, we should probably say what happened. I mean, everyone pretty much knows what happened by now. Anyone that listens to this, I imagine. Uh, and yeah, go on, Dave. I was gonna say, well, Whammer went to GenCon last year, and he said it was probably the worst organised tournament he's been to, mm. which isn't high praise. Mm. I've been to a lot of tournaments, so you know, and there has been a lot of criticism for various reasons about FFG OP 
in the last mm-hmm. 18 months. They sent their head of OP onto the white book and he gave out a masterclass in dodging the question and yeah, that's right. You know, very politician speak. Um, yeah. And really, they should have sorted these problems out. And it is, you know, not really acceptable. Even if the guy it affected took it with good humour. No, of course. I, mean, I, 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 I totally understand why the, you know, a lot of people in the community have just had enough, especially in the especially in the North American community, that gets the kind of lion's share of the kind of FFG, obviously, the, you know, the FFG organised events, you know, your 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 Gen Cons and, and, and what have you. And, yeah, I guess they're a bit sick of kind of, you know, one little cock-up after, after another. Um, so, yeah, perfectly understandable. But the, you know, the, 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 the venom at the weekend was uh, um, uh, significant, shall we say. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, good on kind of good on Matt for being kind of really kind of reasonable and kind of realistic about kind of what happened, you know, a communication error is a communication error and should have, shouldn't have happened. Uh, but you know, he's not, he's not lawyering up or anything, which was, <laughs> which there was, you know, there was a little bit of chat about it. <laughs> well, do you want, do you yeah. want to uh, talk peel through exactly what happened? Um, so although, I was gonna say, for those who don't know Matt Lay, yeah. he is the former world champion who designed the Ghost of High Heart? So what happened, Peel, was that there was obviously a cut to top sixteen, and a top sixteen would were playing on the Sunday, and the the the, the, the communication uh, was and the printed information was that the top sixteen uh, players were to report. Uh, report I think by eight thirty to get there eight thirty eight thirty for nine o'clock. And the majority of these players got there on the Sunday early anyway because, well, you know, you know, people can board point top sixteen. Some people just early. Uh, unbeknownst to uh, Matt Lays, and also to I think to his opponent, who was Carl Vansell, who was kind of king of Swiss. Matt Lays being number sixteen, Carl being number one. The time had been changed by FFG the day before uh, to. An hour previous, half an hour previous. I think half they were to get half an hour. It was, 8, 8, it was supposed to get there for eight. So uh, some people would, some people knew this, some people didn't. But uh, it's safe to say that uh, Fancy Flight Games inadequately communicated this time change to all sixteen of its players. So what happened was that Carl Vansel uh, turned up at pretty much half past eight, or at pretty much eight o'clock on the dot. And Matt, thinking he was supposed to be there for half past eight, turned up at half past eight and was disqualified. Oh. Yeah. Shit. And they said, you were supposed to be here at eight. He went, no, I wasn't. I was supposed to be here at 8.30. Look, it says here. And they went, oh, sorry, we changed the time yesterday. Did we not tell you? No, they didn't. And so, yeah, he was he was pretty much the kind of only person who was affected as, uh, you know, affected like this because everyone else happened to have been there already, which is, you know, was is is a bit you know it's it's a bit shit because you know you you know you think that if uh, was he the only, why was he the only person not to know well it wasn't that it wasn't that he was the only person not to know no one else really knew they just happened to be there in time mm. and so they had to get um you know whoever came seventeenth in to play uh, to play Kyle instead the seventeenth guy happened to be there as well on time weird but yeah so matt took it really well 
was offered some prize support. I think Nate was very kind of apologetic about the whole thing. Um, and uh, being a being a kind of nice kind of laid back Midwestern guy as he is, uh, you know, took it kind of very well, kind of. Um, but on um, you know the rest of the community obviously kind of were up in arms about it, and understandably so, I guess. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. okay. the last. I, I, oh, God, sorry, you carry on. I, was, so I feel like maybe if anyone should be annoyed, it was the person who it happened to. The rest of the community, no, like. Well, it's a, it's a, it's another failure in a long line of big failures. They're, they're not organised, and it, it's Gen Con for fuck's sake. You're meant to be like, this is the big tournament. Mm. Come on, if you're gonna get one right, get the big one right. Like, mm. fuck up at a regional, have like some practice runs. Like, just, <laughs> oh, look at that, we've got the timing wrong. Everyone's arrived here at ten, and we started at nine. Ah, oh, shit. Probably should have told them uh, maybe a week before. And not printed it on the website. Maybe change the event on Facebook. Apparently, oh. um, Gen Con are very, very strict about their timings. Mm. And Gen Con will not allow you to change your timing once you've submitted it for any reason. Well, so that's so, what I mean. So and then surely they... the FFG just did it anyway. So if, if Gen Con had been informed, they would have, you know, spat tax. I mean, the most I, 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 the, the thing that a lot of the community are bringing up here, and legitimately so, is that it would have been you know, an, an on-the-ball organised play department uh, would have been able, using the various communication tools at their disposal, to... Facebook, Twitter, you know, mobiles, the, emails. The community is a pretty tight community, and they, 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 if they don't know that, they should know that. That simply, you know, letting some people know kind of on, on social media or whatever uh, would have disseminated that information relatively quickly. Also, there's only 16 people, right? There, there are, you know, a lot of people's argument is that why didn't they communicate to them all individually directly? Bearing in mind that, you know, they had a night, you know, this was this was all happening the next day that they could have, you know, communicated individually to them. Is that a bit too much to ask? Who knows? There's only six. There's only 16 of them. They probably could have. Oh, who knows? It's not FFG's tournament. It's you know, it's Gen Con. As you say, Gen Con are very kind of strict. Um, there's a lot of kind of variables up in the air, but I think the most important thing is, as you said, Dave, that if they were on, if FFG made a point of kind of a you know, a, kind of a appealing to the community kind of last year and saying, you know, we're fixing this and we're doing this and we're doing that, it doesn't seem like the things that they said that were going to be fixed have been fixed, and that you know, the community's understandably kind of a little bit pissed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, someone won, right? Yes. Alex Black won. Mm. Um, he played Martel Stag, a deck that he has been playing for a while on and off. He took it to Thrones War last year. Oh, nice. We discussed that on the uh, on the cast, and I played mm. it at an event last year, I think. Mm. Yes, I played it at the um, the weekender earlier this year on mm, Sunday, nice. uh, and it was Alex that added the Eerie to his deck to protect Varus right. and Melisandre, which was brilliant. He has now since dropped the Eerie because of the decline in the prevalence of Lannister. And mm. a lot of the uh, Rillor module has gone as well. But as far as I can tell, at least him and at least Chris Thompson and possibly some other people ran ran the deck and a couple made the top 16, so... Yeah, the final was... Yeah, the final was Marto Fealty against Marto Stag, right? Okay. So, I, I don't know what the other chap played. Yeah, it was a Martell off in the final. 
Um, and from what I understand uh, as well, well, a lot of the ro- uh, the roller stuff has been replaced by the bouncy Orphan of the Greenblood type uh, shenanigans, um, especially with your favourite card, Dave, the Vanguard Lancer. I do love the Vanguard Lancer. So there was lots of uh, having a loaded up Orphan Orphan of the Greenblood on the table, pop in a Vanguard Lancer, discard a power, pop that back to hand with the Orphan of Greenblood, another couple of gold, pop out the Vanguard Lancer, take off another gold. So if the opponent opponent gets um, ahead by a few couple of uh, vanguard lancers later they're not that you know that not that far ahead anymore so uh i read this tournament report i think it's uh i think it's on thrones db this must be where i got this information from i didn't get it up so uh so he's done a pretty solid uh tournament report uh, report on that but uh yeah seems to seems to have done the job and uh yeah uh, the martel v martel who'd have thought it martel very strong at the moment very strong yes yes that's what we like to see yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Especially, especially as their uh, deluxe boxes were announced a week or two ago. Well, we knew. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, lovely. So that's what what we took <laughs> six, eight months away, maybe. Yeah, uh, latter. Yeah, sometime so early year, part of 2018, March yeah. kind of time. The Tyrell box will be what in the next two or three months. It's going to be out in time for Starlight, isn't it? If Are you think about. I think we'll have it by Starlek, whether it's legal by Starlek or not. Mm. It remains to be seen. But it's going to be around that time, I think. And then I mean, yeah, I guess Martel, he... maybe four or five months after that. So whenever the whenever the Night's Watch box came out this year, it's going to be roughly, you know, just just doing you know very basic sums. It's going to be around about when the Martel, when the Night's Watch box came out this year. That makes year. sense. Ish. Yeah, so whenever that was. Cool. Sometime in the past. Since yeah. I've moved to London, so after April. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so yeah, Martel, 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 fucking Martel, God. Did Let's you move on. say that, Tony? Like, you played loads of Martel in first edition. I know, I used to, yeah, I used to quite enjoy a bit of Martel, but even then I wasn't a total, I wasn't a total dick of a Martel player, <laughs> which which is a weird kind of contradiction in terms because the <laughs> of playing Martel is about being a total dick. I, I kind of get that. And that's not, <laughs> I kind of taught myself on a corner here. It's not. <laughs> It's not implying that all Martel players are dicks, but in order to play Martel properly, you have to p- play like a dick. You have to play dick-like plays, right? You have to do dickish things to kind of get the most out of your cards. Uh, and I used to quite enjoy that in first edition, but you know, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too 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 good, too too thorough, too too pure of heart to be a you know be a proper um, bastard Martel player. I just don't think I've got it in me. That, that's sad. That is <laughs> I'm sad. too nice now. That's why I used to. That's why I used to play Baron in first edition. Straight ahead, no fucking about. Did <laughs> 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 I win? No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Next game. Yeah. So yeah, well done to Alex Black for uh, for being North American champion, um, and amongst all the uh, all the controversy that uh, that happened at the weekend. Um, so the other even bigger uh, event that took place uh, the weekend before uh, was Polish Nationals. The Fleet Bottom of Fraka. Uh, how many did we have of that? It was 200 and something, surely? It was shit tons. It was 197. Oof. Oh, no, 196, because it looks like... Oh, no, yeah. 196. 
Gen Con was the third biggest tournament this year, mm. I believe, after uh, Batala and Fracas. Yeah, Batala is um, huge. And Starlek, assuming there's not a ridiculous amount of um, drops, will beat them all by um, oh, It'll top 300 this year, surely. Or it always edges about 300, doesn't it? It was 280-something last year. Yeah. So, yes, Starlek will be ridiculous. Um, I didn't follow much of what happened at... Uh, uh, what happened at Fracker the other week there? Uh, d- did you, Dave? Uh, I was following it on and off because there were a couple of Londoners and a couple of other people I knew that yeah. went. Um, mm. The the weekend of Fracas opened for me with a rather eventful Wednesday night um, because <laughs> Sandy came to London. And uh, the aforementioned a, Sandy Barnabas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We went for a couple <laughs> of pints. Uh, and the cheeky Nandos, as you do. Um, with no such and... thing. There's no such thing as going for a couple of pints with Sandy. Well, it started as a couple of pints mm-hmm. uh, with, with Sandy and Vince and uh, Alex, and then um, Vince went home, like the sensible man he is. Hmm. And Sandy was like, "Well, how long? How long are you going to stay out for, Dave?" I was like, "Well, the last train is, you know, the last tube is like half past twelve, so I need to get that, and uh, I'll I'll just face work, and it'll be fine." Um, and at about <laughs> half past eleven. Alex told us that he had just got a promotion. Yay. And then it got out of hand. <laughs> it got so out of hand. <laughs> and I got back very, very, very late indeed. It was it was certainly daylight. Um, and I certainly booked the day off from work. <laughs> it was it was not pleasant. I think I got out of bed at about four o'clock. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's the Sandy effect, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was intense. It was good. It was nice to catch up. I hadn't seen him in about two months. <laughs> Slightly longer, probably. Um, <laughs> because he was going over to Fraco, right? He was, yeah. He had come to yeah. London for business and uh, it conveniently timed itself with a, a trip to Poland. So, mm. good for him. Nice he also it. missed his flight, so... <laughs> so that, was, that was good. Um, fun all round. Um, did, he, did, he, did he not... Um, did he not make a bet with you that he was going to win? He did. You're right. Yes, he bet me. Uh, he bet me in one of the. This is before we found out about the uh, the promotion, so it's quite early in the night. He said, <laughs> I, "I'm going to win, Fracas. Drag uh, Targaryens are ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to play them. I'm going to win." I was like, "All right, I'll let's put a tenner on it." And he's like, "What? Tenner? Ten? Ten of what?" I was like, well, ten pounds." He's like, "Well, I don't have any pounds." I was like, "Well." I don't have any dollars, so I guess well, in the end we bet twenty euros on it to be paid at Starlek. And, uh, nice. uh, a couple of hours later, he just paid me. He's like, "I'm not going to win. <laughs> I'll pay it now. We'll settle up if it's different." <laughs> and I got quite concerned when he went three uh, zero, but that's right. Yeah. Uh, he proceeded to go four four, so it was fine. He um, mm. <laughs> he evened out in the end. Mm. Uh, there was some good. There, there, there was some good. Um... Uh, good UK representation kind of there, wasn't there? Especially in like top thirty-two. They can. There, there was indeed. Um, Issian yeah. from London, uh, king of the Swiss. Yeah. With Greater Reigns, obviously a uh, a deck which is all the rain, all the rage around about now. But of course, uh, Banter popularised it about six months ago. Uh, that is, of course, Craven's deck was the yeah. first Greyjoy Reigns, um, and then I had some success with it over the weekend. Uh, and of course, gonna, of course and, for that for that matter, I, I played Greyjoy Reigns on the Saturday of the weekend, and I played Alex Black's uh, Martel Stag on the Sunday of the weekend. So, 
I'm really six head six week six months ahead of the times, really. So uh, mm. whatever I end up playing at nationals, guys, uh, take it to Patala <laughs> or whatever replaces Patala next year. For reference, did I not play that at the team event? Um, no, you played Greyjoy Winter. I played definitely some variation of Greyjoy. It's Greyjoy Winter. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna give my wife a shout out here because the first Reigns deck that she built the moment she got hold of the Reigns agenda in the that was in the Lanny box, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Reigns deck she ever built was Greyjoy Reigns. Fantastic. And oh. I wiped the freaking floor with me about four or five times over <laughs> um, before this would have been just before we went to Starlake, actually, yeah. I think. Yeah, because the box was yeah was was valid at Starlight. So that and that was very much the kind of look. No one's going to play fucking Greyjoy Reigns because it's a fucking ridiculous deck. And she went, well, yeah, that's exactly why I built it because I think it works. It worked with um, just old fashioned core uh, core Balon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Just got the you know with a little bird on him because I don't even I'm not even sure a pointed was out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the yeah that slap a little bird on it, fantastic. That was that was it. That's how she got her range triggers off. And yeah, that hammered the shit out of me. And it's interesting that uh, you know six months later it's all the rage. So uh, I'm actually going to say it was the wife. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Either that, that's a double podcast connection then, which is even better. There you go. <laughs> Greyjoy Reigns, no, you know, it was it's a Lanny agenda, but the first deck I ever played, either with or against, uh, with the Reigns casting agenda was a Greyjoy one, and it was great. And uh, yeah, it seems to be, seems to be all the range, certainly at Fraka. Certainly, certainly. So mm-hmm. uh, the tournament as a whole was won by uh, Tamas. Of course, it was claiming his third Road to Starlight victory cool. after Varberg and Dockside. He won Dockside, yeah. So now he has three. Buys to Starlight, which seems a bit. Yeah, he's unstoppable. He really is. Um, shame he's got to play such a boring deck, right? Well, I know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's miserable. But he's he's. It works. It's the de- it's his deck, and it's he's the he's kind of unqualified, the kind of best night's watch player in the world. I think just by just by stats, just by numbers. By the fact and that the, no one he, else plays him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. And I, I I think he could beat me just by making me fall asleep. Well, if it if it does a job, mate, and, <laughs> and I, he's 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 going to he's going to Worlds uh, this year, and I think the I think the Americans will be understandably worried uh, about him going over there, and whether he's boring them to death with his deck or not, I just you know he's got to do well, right? I think he probably will. Yeah, he will. Do. Got to do well. So yeah, good on him. Soon to be a Brit, of course. Soon to be an honorary Brit. Yeah, he moves to Lincoln in a couple of months. Yeah. Of all the places. Yeah, it seems odd. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I mean, it's they have the, the Magna Carta, or a Magna Carta, so well, that's pretty sweet. It's where all the Hungarian Night's Watch players go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good on him. Well done, Thomas. And uh, I don't even. There's no point in us saying good luck to him and you know his future endeavours. He's uh, uh, he's a monster. He is. That, that is right. In the nicest possible way. <laughs> So um, now we've done the now we've done the boring ones. Let's get onto the real meat, the real drama, the real event of the weekend, oh. the top of the bill, uh, and that is the phenomenon that is the Aldershot Regional. I would like to introduce a little section on this, if that's possible, because I experienced something the other day, and I'd like to share that with you uh, and Tell with it. everyone else. 
Okay, Dave, if you don't mind. Um, me and Dave, uh, the other day, uh, Saturday, in fact, not other day, but Saturday, uh, <laughs> we, we, we drove down to Aldershot. Now, for those of you who have never been to Aldershot, allow me to describe it to you. Imagine <laughs> a picturesque town that truly would have been a pinnacle of civilization about 42 years ago. Um, subsequently, since then, someone stopped paying rent and half the shit's closed. Um, I think I've seen more boarded up shops than any other town that I've ever been to in life. Don't get me wrong, the game shop itself that we went to, absolutely lovely. Fantastic little shop, it really was nice. They had two floors of games. In fact, they had three floors of games rooms that I know about. They had a miniatures room upstairs, upstairs. They had like another board um, board game room on the first floor. They had tables on the ground floor in the back. They had our, our, the room we had was huge, like, and that was on the, the second floor. Like, it was a fantastic shop. Really, really nice, like, game shop. Out of all the game shops I've been to, possibly in the top three. Like, well, it wasn't the top three. It was genuinely nice. Um, what older shop has in game shops? It loses in um, the sheer, uh, the populace, should I say. Um, and it's just, it was, driving in, I think me and Dave both agreed it looked lovely. Um, we both thought this is a very lovely little town. How delightful, it's lovely. And then when we got in, right? It, it is. It's a massive military town, and, and subsequently a lot of the Parlians, um, is that the correct pronunciation? That's the one. And, and yeah. Nepalese people because of that. Yeah. Nepalese, that's what I was looking yeah. for. Um, sure. There's a lot of Nepalese uh, gentlemen uh, and ladies there, and it's got a fantastic British centre. Oh but my it god, also it looks amazing. It did, it was so bright and colourful. Oh, it was the highlight of the town. Um, however, the people who have remained in this town um, seem to have subsequently given up on life. Um, and all seem to hang out outside a closed down shop. And we, there, there was no logical explanation. It's there was just a group of people outside this closed-down shop, all just drinking beer, day drunk, um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with being day drunk. I approve. Um, <laughs> it's fantastic, but I don't understand why they were there, and I couldn't wrap my head around it. And it just—it was something about it made me just angry. Um, and as Dave will understand, I got very stressed. You know when you go for a cigarette, um, you, you'd understand this, Tony. You go for a fag, and you think, I really want this cigarette. You know, I've just lost a game of Thrones. I've earned this. I've that one. Yeah. Yeah. I misplayed massively by dropping a, um, a riddle on a, a thing, getting rid of the two fucking milks I put on earlier in the <laughs> game. Like that, this is what I need this for. This is this is me. And then having some man come up to you and start telling you that he wants a cigarette and that uh, there's no gangs and subsequently not leaving you alone. Um, while you're trying to enjoy the cigarette, but is someone going to kill that mood? And that's pretty much what older shot is. Um, a place where moods are killed. Oh. Other than that, really nice tournament. Uh, but I'm sorry, but the, the town was just depressing in the nicest possible way. I, there, was a, there was a preacher on the street um, who was basically telling us that we're all going to hell. And I thought, well, that's not very nice. He's never met me. Um... I might be I might be lovely for all he knows, but he, did, he didn't want to know. He just wanted to tell me he was going to hell. He was Canadian. And apparently he decided that what he was going to do at the weekend was uh, stand up and tell everyone that they're going to hell and argue with the homeless people who are gathered outside the show. <laughs> it, was, it was an impre- interesting experience. I think but anyway. I remember we mentioned that like a, uh, like a few weeks ago that uh, 
that one of the one of the interesting things about uh, FFG's kind of application process when it comes to regionals is that it doesn't always put regionals in what would appear to be the most obvious places because the you know the the, the regional applications go to the the, the, the shops who have done the best applications in general. Mm. You know, if you do, you, you, you apply, you apply in time, you put forward a good case as to why you get original, you get original and make sure that they make sure they're spread around the country. Um, but the, you then find that, uh, you get to see parts of the UK that perhaps you wouldn't, you know, wouldn't normally travel to on a Saturday or a Sunday out of, uh, you know, out of choice. As, as we said before, the Scottish regional, which was last month, uh, was in Lanark. Which isn't the most populated kind of part of Scotland, but if you wanted to go to the Scottish Regional, you had to go to Lanark. You know, uh, where you, is uh, Lanark? Should I ask? Well, Lanark, Lanark is if you imagine, um, what's, the, what's the best, what's the best way to put this? Lanark is kind of halfway between Edinburgh and Glasgow, and south a little bit. So if you imagine, kind of say a kind of wide V with Glasgow at the top left and Edinburgh at the top right. The bottom part of that V would be kind of Lanark, so it's kind of you know in between them, but not really. But, but, but kind of so it's certainly reasonably off the beaten track, um, as well. Certainly as far as anyone that doesn't live in Scotland uh, would be. And you know, Aldershot wouldn't necessarily be. I'm sure you'd, you, you'd admit wouldn't necessarily be an obvious place for you know for one of the regionals. Um, yeah, it's a it, what well, it certainly gets you out and about, doesn't it? <laughs> seeing parts of the world that we wouldn't normally see is, is, is a good way to do the thrones but I mean if it's based on the shop then the shop deserves it really did they'll do the <laughs> shop and you know it was a really really nice venue they seem fine with us bringing in some uh, some food uh, they didn't seem to mind when I walked in with croissants and a, a giant milkshake I you know, certainly just, didn't mind when you walked in with croissants Bill they just let us get on with it, didn't they? They were just—they were happy. It was nice. Everyone, we all had a good time, uh, and I think that's what's important. Um, but no, I do find that in the in the nicest way to game shops. I, I, you know, they're, they're always nice places inside. They're always warm inside, but outside they do seem to be in the parts of the area that I do avoid. Hmm. I'll tell you what, though, um, it is—it uh, is rather close to a uh, a landmark that you may recognise, and this may. This may explain why a regional was chosen to be held in Aldershot. Okay. It is 13.7 miles from Estevian Games. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, and uh, yeah, of course, they're Hampshire way, aren't they? Yeah. And the, the event itself was run by Alec Thorne, who right. helped run the OP in the UK, and he did a cracking job. It's the closest shop to them. Okay, I see. Oh, that makes that no, I'm sure that had no no bearing on the uh, <laughs> on the application, but it, it happens <laughs> to be near at Stevian Williams. Good, good on him. Um, so what? So what we all want to know is that is is um, well, okay, how the how the whole regional went and who won the regional uh, etc. And how the both of you guys did. Well. uh... The regional seemed to go relatively swimmingly. Um, the the winner was Issian, who mm-hmm. uh, king of the Swiss at Fracas, of course. He won the Warball regional a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, and, yeah, he won this one. There were actually two undefeated players in the end. Mm. We did five rounds in top eight for 37 players. So I guess the sixth round probably made it slightly cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, the other player being uh, Callum Gillespie, who is very prominent in the Star Wars community um, and is, you know, 
gradually breaking into thrones more and more, so cracking innings from him. And the final, uh, appropriately enough, was between the two of them. So they both went undefeated until the final, uh, where uh, Issyan won out for his second regional. Uh, And what was he playing? Issyan was playing Night's Watch Fealty this time. Interesting. And Callum was playing Barra Fealty, right? He was indeed. It used to be... No, you know, back in the day, Battlefield used to pretty much crush Night's Watch Fealty. That was, you know, that was just that was its weakness. But I'm gonna that doesn't happen anymore, right? I mean, there's not a lot of battering kind of top cuts um, in this meta at the moment. I mean, Callum didn't run any uh, Neil basically at all. Mm, uh, okay. He had Bob, you, oh. but I don't think there was any like supplementary Neil. So it was a Dom deck. Yeah, pretty much. And I don't know whether he saw his pieces or not. Right. But it's it makes it considerably less easy if there is no Neil at all. Mm. So ideally, you want to see the table and the chair and some Neil to really and you want, help. If I remember it. right, one of the reasons that uh, one of the reasons that Battlefield used to absolutely crush Night's Watch was Core Stannis. Yes. To, you used to destroy Night's Watch with a little bit of Neil on top of it. They simply they couldn't defend the wall and they they kind of crumble. But uh, I guess as Barra moves a little bit away from uh, from from Neil Dex, then uh, and as Night's Watch gets wider and wider and wider on the table, then yeah, yeah. a combination of no Stannis and the no Neil, the addition of Craven and Haunted Forest to the Night's yeah. Watch repertoire. Yeah, nasty. It's a lot more difficult. Mm. Oh well, well done, Isian. Um, so, Peel, do you want to discuss your deck? Yeah, um, I went with a little bit of a uh, different thing for me. Uh, I think it's fair to say. And, uh, You've got a lot of background I... noise, Peel, have you? No, I crossed it. No, Dave, I crossed my leg. Um, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what madness? How, how would that affect you speaking? And then I realised that my leg was crossed in front of my microphone. Uh, uh, that's subsequently removing the need to, to speak. Um, so now I'm going to speak clearly like this for, <laughs> for the remainder of the, the thing. Now, Tell me about your deck, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was took a, a different deck for myself. I took Stark uh, Fealty. Mm. <laughs> Boring. Oh, you shush. It was delightful. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. Weirdly, I actually enjoy Stark. Um which I know is a massive backtrack on most things I've ever said in my life, but hey-ho, um, it worked. I, I did well um, as far as... I Well, I didn't do well. Uh, I did as well as I was expected to do, which was not very well at all. Um, but I did better than I would have done in previous months with, with Vantablitch, um, and I think that that aspect, you know, that, that comes into it a little bit more. So I think, overall, it was a lovely day. Um I made some well and truly epic cock-ups, uh, which is always fun to see. Uh, Dave was there to witness one of them, which I'm sure he'll happily happily explain um, to you. Um, yeah, Dave, do you want to explain how badly I fucked it up on a scale of one to fuck up? Um, it was it was a what the fuck fuck up. Followed, <laughs> yes. Follow in the marshalling phase, followed by an absolutely horrendous cock-up in the plot phase, which completely cost them the game. Oh, this sounds amazing! Yeah. <laughs> do, do you want Bring me to, to to tell him, or would you like uh, would you like to? Oh explain no 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 no, 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 Dave! You're going to explain it in a way that makes me seem much worse than I actually am. So I feel like you should do it. Okay, sure. I, 
I have a feeling that I have a feeling that Peel has the kind of last laugh in this one. So uh, yeah, go for it, Dave. Okay. So no, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Peel was playing against uh, George Ankers, mm-hmm. and uh, Peel was up considerably, like thirteen three or something like that. I was on thirteen for at least two plot phases. Yeah, uh, and uh, he he had milked the mountain. Um, George was playing a, uh, a Lannister Greyjoy pillage deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and George marshaled the pillage Tywin Lannister and mm. passed. Um, and mm. Peel had already had some major drama with Tywin Lannister earlier in the the matchup, uh, mm. you know, because of his combo with Gregor. But the thing is, mm. Gregor was milked, mm-hmm. so Peel decided to milk Tywin, despite there being no pillage cards of effect on the board. Doesn't matter. That boy was eating milk. Yeah, uh, sadly, the much more obvious target was Victarion, uh. with both Renown and Intimidate. Um, mm. And while the mountain's on the board, it's quite easy to intimidate basically anything you want. Shit. So that was the first mistake, which uh, Peel may have won that turn, and that definitely stopped him winning that turn. The yeah. next uh, phase, uh, Peel picked up his plots, and he was just like, oh, "I'm going to flip." He said, "He looked at me and he goes, like, 'I'm going to flip this for banter.'" Uh, <laughs> And literally any other plot that Peel had would have been neutral or good for him. He still had um, he still had Clash of Kings in his plot deck, which would have been a really good shout. Uh, summons for a renowned character, maybe? Uh, because there were no dead renowned characters that he had. Um, I think I know what's coming. I don't know, all sorts. But instead, Peel flips Varus' riddle. And it was fantastic. Uh, it wasn't fantastic. Uh, when he explained his logic, he said... Well, he may have flipped Valor. Uh, and I was like, well, he wouldn't have done because he had no dupes, Peel, and you had, like, two dupes. So Valor <laughs> was completely out of the question. Um, but he actually hit Confiscation, getting rid of both the milks. <laughs> so Gregor was completely online. I was like, Peel, Peel, no! Clash of Kings would have been so much better. You had hey, Arya, you had John, you had, uh, you had Lewin to give John stealth. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was... It doesn't it was... matter, Peel, you won initiative, mate. He did win initiative, yes. <laughs> I, did, um, I did get to go first, Tony, that and was then, fantastic. And then it all went tits up, and uh, George, yeah, the, the game flipped completely, and George uh, gave Peel a spanking, basically. Yeah, we, we very, George very kindly let me just back out before he completely got in the number of power, and... Still a very nice man, actually. George, so, I've played against him a few times. I don't think I've ever beat him, uh, because I always make cock-ups. Um, he's effectively the best way to do it. So the, the moral of the story is, don't flip Varus's riddle if there are plots that you think may lose you the game. Yeah. Do not flip Varus's riddle when you know that they have confiscation, because this is plot eight. <laughs> do not flip Varus's riddle when you can win off about four of your other different plots, including Clash of Kings, the best closer in the game. I mean, I mean, you could argue, you could argue that Peel was just being a fucking legend, right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Just, That's, that was that was my argument, Tony. That's what I said. Ballsy. I, I, yeah, I like to win this with balls. There we go. Here's but, my balls on the table. Even if you had hit Valor, that would have been bad for you. Why do you say that? Hitting, but... That is the best riddable, riddable plot in the game. And oh. it would have wiped both your boards instead of just his board. <sighs> that is what we in the business describe as a bad play. That was that was painful to watch, Peel, considering you had made some amazing plays in practice the day before. 
I've made some amazing plays in that game, let alone in practice. Yeah, I just and then it, to... it all fell apart be... when you were in striking distance for... of the wood. Exactly. I get to 13 <laughs> power, I get excited. I just fuck up. Like, ah, look how much power I've got. <laughs> Yay, I'm going to win. Ah, oh, no, I'm not. I, I almost <laughs> murdered him. I was, that is the closest I've ever come to murdering a Thrones player. <laughs> no, 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 this, no, this is all, this is all very well. It's all very well, Dave, to, to, uh, to tell me all about the terrible things that, uh, that, that was doing that day. But, uh, uh what happened in round four? <laughs> round four. Yeah. Round four was the round where, uh, I, Peel and I were both one, two. Um, mm. and we had the honour of playing each other to see if we were going to go, who was going to go two, two. Excellent. Um, Peel continued his, uh, his form when playing against me in competitive tournaments. Uh, we played once before in the first round of Swiss at a Stoke tournament many years ago. Mm. And uh, Peel beat me. Mm. And uh, Peel <laughs> continued his, his form here. Uh, and beat me here as well. In, uh, in, in what was, in fairness, an awesome game. It was really, really good. And it came oh, down to who won initiative on uh, the last turn. And we're both at 13. Oh shit! And I had one too few nightmares for uh, Rob Stark, sadly. I mean, I must admit, I did manage to play around one particular plot the whole game. I knew it was in your deck, and I was just like, right, well, I'm going to play around that um, for the entirety of the game. Obviously, Jewel. um, It's Jewel, isn't it? Yeah. So I knew Jewel was in there. I knew Jewel would fuck me up. So I made sure that there was... Basically, initially, I was trying to make sure there was no six costs on my board. I thought, right, let's keep them low, let's keep in my eye as Sansa's, my Catelyn's, let's get them out, just shut down his events and, you know, do things like that, stop him using any of his trickery. So I had Winterfell as well, so I was using Catelyn and Winterfell to stop him using trickery and tomfoolery. Um, and then subsequently I put a Rob down thinking, haha, there you go, that's one six coster, that's all we're going to have there. And the whole game I was sat there with just Eddie and Rob in my hand, just looking down like... <laughs> I could play either of these, but I'm going to wait. Um, uh, just held on to them to make sure that I didn't have to kneel and kill one of my six bosses, really. So, um, to be fair, the only reason, Dave, I did manage to do that, I think, is because I played you the night before and I knew your plot deck quite well. Uh, so I knew what plots you had, which is a massive advantage. I, um, you really also, is. You, you also, not only did you know I had Duel, you know I didn't have Valor and I didn't yes. have March to the Wall. Which allowed yes. you to set up Caitlyn and Winterfell, which wrecked me. <laughs> no fun. Yeah, yeah, um, was, yeah. But it was very well played. It's it shows you how good you can be, Peel, when you know the matchup. Yes, yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I don't know what the matchup, I'm fucked. Um, for lack of uh, I just panic, and I I mean, I, to be fair, Dave, I panicked when I got to 13 power in your game. It was just like ah. Uh, but I didn't have many plots left, so yeah. I was just like, "Well, that's convenient." Yeah, <laughs> really, then you've really got one plot <laughs> Yeah, hey, it works. Um, but no, normally I must admit I do panic when I reach power. When I think when I'm in the lead, you can always tell when I'm in the lead because I get a little smirk and I'm like, ah, and then I'll. I'll, I'll <laughs> I, I, it doesn't happen very often, Tony. So I get very excited about it, and I will just subsequently just play stupid shit, and then. You'll, you'll realise that it's just gone wrong. Uh, like, oh. Um, like, you just look at my face and my face will just be depressed. But my, but, but my takeaway from this is that you can slag off as, you know, a one or two terrible plays as, oft, as much as you like, Mr. Bamford, but the final standings show that 
Tom Peel is above both Dave Bamford and George Anchors at the end of the day. So, frankly, you know, the the, the proof of the pudding is on the jousting pavilion. That's a saying, isn't it? That's a saying. <laughs> I, I think it is. Am I above? Every, am I above? Oh, that's nice. I don't know that. You came, oh, Peel, you came 27th. Yeah. Out of 37. Ahead of such luminaries as Darren Hazelden. Yes. Dave Bamford. George Anchors, uh, and a couple of others. But most importantly, Dave Banford. That is sad. So yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Well, you I will win. be... You can't win I'm, them all, but as long as you win some, right? I won two, and I think that was what was important. I won um, I won two games. Um, and uh, that's always nice. I am going to check my jousting for the see. You beat, you you beat two Martel decks. That's the most important thing. You beat two Martel decks. And that's it, I guess. So yeah, let's have a little look. Jousting <laughs> Pavilion. Are you typing with wooden blocks? You're a horse. I'm using the microphone on my... This is like a rudimentary setup. It's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm, I am typing, yes. I will... I w- How do I search myself on Jousting Pavilion? I will send you the link. Yeah, just go to the tournament. You don't want to see how you've done at all the rest of the tournaments. Oh, no, I'm just, you just want to know how you did at the weekend. Believe me. No, I've seen how I've done in other tournaments. Believe me. Um, I'm personally looking at the tourney of Starlag, which is zero zero five zero zero zero. The funniest one is definitely the UK Team Championship individual performances. Zero 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 forty fourth of forty eight, <laughs> and then he won the tournament because <laughs> it only has the Swiss performances. There's more red than blue on that page. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best thing is is when you look at the people who won all their games, and it's just like Wedge, <laughs> Rebecca, yeah. James, Isian, and then just if you scroll right down to the bottom, there's me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And only one of the people at the top came away with a trophy, and it definitely wasn't any of the other ones but Wedge. <laughs> Said it before, and I'll say it again. Last laugh, mate. Last laugh. That's what I mean. You mock me all you want for being bad at this game, but I still come home with trophies, and that's what matters. That's what matters. Bringing home the trophies. Good stuff. However, yes, um, definitely. I mean, I think we put in a semi-decent showing. It was my first, you know, we practiced before this tournament, Dave, and we found a deck that I can get along with. And I think that's what's important. It's true. So what card was it that, uh, that brought you to Stark? Was it a certain mechanic or a certain play style? Or what, what about how Stark brought you to them this week, Peel? I got a little bit sentimental because of the TV show. Um, they were all like there together and I thought, oh, that'd be nice. If I were <laughs> together in the card game. Um, so I basically, I played uh, Stark Families, which was effectively my uh, my get-out. i tell you what I did find, though. Scepter Mortar. Or Scepter Mordain, yeah. Scepter Mordain with Sansa and Arya is the best three-card friggin' setup you could ever have. It's just like, right, there we go. Get past me, yo. And, like, it means that Arya becomes immortal, effectively, to Bala, you know, anything. She's just awesome now. Um, Mordain pumps up Sansa as well, so Sansa becomes. Yes, she does. <laughs> she does. That's what I mean. Yeah. Sansa's just really good. She's just like, what does Sansa do? Well, she gets power. What for? The standing phase. Well, why does she get power during the standing phase? She just does. Mm. I don't know, but it, it makes sense. 
And you just stand there, she gets a little bit of power. You stand there, she gets a little bit of power. Sometimes I like to kneel her to do a challenge and then trigger Rob and stand her to get a little bit of power. And I think that's what's important for me, uh, finding those little things. Um, it's good that you enjoy getting power, Peel. If you get 15 of them, you win the game. Yeah, do you see, that's what I've been doing wrong. I used to just try and kill people as much as possible. Like, oh, you've got characters down. I'm going to kill more characters than you're going to kill my characters. And that's how I'm going to win this. But no, that apparently that approach does not work. Uh, it's, it's taken me a few years, but we've agreed that. Gonna going to have to go back and uh, find all your comments about uh, how goddamn boring it is to play Stark and, uh, you know, hold them up in uh, Stark. <laughs> Stark. Put them in like a, a, a this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, though, I did enjoy Stark. However, on my next occasion, I will be playing. Actually, no, I'll probably play Stark again. I would play Stark again. Mm. Um, I'm not sure why, but there's something about them has infatuated me about like You know, I might, I might play Stark and uh, Targaryen, for example. Mm. Just have Danny and John kicking it off. Um, oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, well, yeah. I played Stark. I played Stark for like one of the fucking first and only, it's only the only time in second edition. Uh, the Here Are Vows tournament, and obviously did terribly, but uh, but it was it was great fun, in the best sense of the word. Turning on the blackfish, God, yeah, great fun, you know. Yeah, do, yeah. we all enjoy turning on the blackfish, and I, I mean, I didn't run the blackfish, Tony, so there was that. How are you going to turn on the blackfish if you don't run the blackfish? <laughs> I'm aware of that. There was a problem with the plan. I'm, I'm aware we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was definitely some loopholes we missed out, and that yeah. was one of them. Um, he's, part, he's part of the yeah. family. Come on, <laughs> he's not as he's not direct brother or, or sister. Um, so I think that's what I might do now. I might I might theme my decks around um, what part of the I might just do it. So that tournament I played kind of a very early on the start family. They're all still alive and kicking. I think my next deck I'm going to play about kind of like the you know, the third book kind of Stark family. So we're missing Eddard. Uh, Brand's a little bit distant. Um, you know, Rickon's potentially burnt alive. We're not sure. Um, <laughs> that, that kind of period of nature. Um, and definitely no Theon. Um, and then like the, the, the later on, we'll just play John Arya and you know the the, the that woman, the ginger one, uh, Sansa. Uh, I forgot her name. Um, there's, a, there's a few gingers. Do you know what I mean? There's quite a few gingers in. There's only one left now, mate. There's only one left. Uh, that is true. Yeah, you're right. Um, so well, yeah, that's all mm. Yeah, but he doesn't count. Torment doesn't get in. There's no Torment card, is it? Uh, there Torment, was not. Right? No. There was never one in first edition either. It wasn't. No. No. Well, it made me kind of, actually made me think. Hang on, did the TV show make him up? Is he a? But no, he is of course in the books, isn't he? Yeah, and he's really good. He's better in the books. He's funny. He's more boisterous. Huh? Well, he's <laughs> boisterous in the TV show. Yeah, he's in the books. more boisterous. He's always talking about how big his cock is and <laughs> how he fucks bears. <laughs> I like, yeah. Wait, he didn't fuck the bear of the weekend. Though. I know that much. He didn't, um, no, no. I, I did enjoy the bit where he was telling us about how he's going to go back and get the blonde one. Uh, Brienne, because he's going to make mighty babies to conquer the world. <laughs> I enjoyed. It. I thought that would be enjoyable to watch. So anyway, that was the older short regional, right? So well, yes, Dave. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I played Martel Stag. It was a it was a deck that I built with Rowan Adam East and Alex Ophiworth a couple of weeks ago when after the Norwich regional. Oh, and Stefan Fotheringham as well. And uh, a couple of them played it at Warbore. And I took an early version by accident to 
um, to Aldershot, and I got there and was just like, oh, this still has Quentin in it, and it doesn't have secret schemes, and it's not got X, and it's not got Y. Oh, oh no. fuck. <laughs> this is considerably less optimised. Um, I mean, it, it did well in training. It did, yeah. I was undefeated with it in practice games. Um, and then a couple of... Uh, obviously, a very close game appeal. Um, a couple of losses where uh, I couldn't really do much. One against Lannister, where they did Lannister things and saw all the dupes and all that kind of thing. Um, one where I risked putting Ariane out turn one. And I was like, if he's got a milk or a nightmares, I'll probably lose here. Um, but if he doesn't, then, you know, jobs are good. And mm. yeah, first action milk. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then it was, yeah, but I had a good time overall. Um, I had to call a judge over at one point, of course. I had to call Alec over uh, for Darren Hazelden's disgusting board state. Um, <laughs> well, just because you didn't like it. Well, it was. Um, you haven't seen it. It was, it was immoral. He had uh, he had a number of faction cards, um, and instead of organising them nicely at the side or underneath each other or using them as power tokens like a reasonable person, he decided to spread them at random and then uh, slot his cards in between them. So he would have like you know if you think of a playmat, it would go like faction card, faction card, Sansa, faction card, um, Rose Road, faction card. Eddard or something. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, and I had to call the judge over because I thought uh, Darren was taking the piss a bit. Yeah. I wasn't playing. He did wind me up. It was a little bit <laughs> was, he was sat... You're allowed to call a judge funny, over... Though. You're allowed to call a judge over if your opponent's been a dick, right? Well, it's unclear board state. Mm. Uh, but his opponent um, declined to have Darren rearrange his board <laughs> into an ordered uh, fashion and then lost because he couldn't count the strength properly, I think. <laughs> That's what we're blaming. There may have been other alternative reasons to why uh, the loss was there, but I'm claiming board board composure is a a high factor. So calling a judge on Darren seems to be my uh, go-to thing at regionals this year. Yeah. Well, at least you at least you had um, at least you had orange cards in your deck for a reason this time. Yes, it was completely the dipper. In fact, the TO asked me if I had orange cards in my deck when I arrived, and I was like, actually, I do, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't have imprisoned. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why. So we're near. So the, with Aldershot uh, gone, we're nearly at original season. We've got uh, the weekender uh, yeah. coming up this weekend, uh, which will be the Manchester Regional followed by the Stockton Regional, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that that's it. I believe is that, that for is regional. It. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, I think that's it. And then two, three weeks later, we have nationals, and everyone. Um, yeah. Are you going to nationals? None of us. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I haven't done any organisation. I've not played Thrones for a couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll, I'll admit, shocking though that sounds. Um, as I said, been a bit busy with the festival up here. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the plan is to go down to nationals. I won't be able to make the weekender, um, which is a shame because I've made it, made it the last couple of uh, weeks and implore anyone that's listening to, to go if you're not going already. Um, but uh, I should definitely be making an appearance at nationals. I might even, shock horror, be judging. Oh, wow. I don't, nationals? I don't know yet. Yeah, shocking and absolutely ridiculous that Though that sounds, I might be judging. We'll see. Would you then not be playing? Possibly. Uh, what? Be... I know, I know, I know, no. 
yeah, hold your horses. I'm not. I, I'm not 100 sure about it yet, but uh, it, it, it could be a thing that happens. Will you be drinking after your second loss, regardless of whether you're judging? Oh yes, well, of course. <laughs> your, sac- your second bad rules call. You start drinking. I'll, I'll be picking rules call, better start drinking. I'll be, I'll be picking someone and be drinking after their second loss. Oh, lovely. <laughs> That's the case. Oh, that could be a really fun little game, actually. Um, yeah. We we can drink for the honour of being your drinking buddy. The night the, uh, yeah, you can take that. Uh, you know, you, you can have that on your back if you want. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, it might not happen, and if that's not the case, then I'll be playing. And then probably the same thing will happen. <laughs> Either uh, way, that one of us is going to go get rum and coke um, at some point. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, when that happens is always available at best. Um, normally, it's after the second game. So once once regional season's up and uh, and we get to nationals, we'll probably have an episode just before nationals maybe in a, in a couple of weeks I hope so I imagine so cool um, so that's regionals done with us that's all the, all the big events of the last couple of weeks done um, let's have a little look at the most recent chapter pack that just came out I mean yeah let's not go into every single one of them but there's some there's there's some significant cards here uh, Bran Stark's a reasonably significant card just because it's an attempt to kind of make the Darwolf kind of theme um, much more kind of cohesive I think it's, uh, it's a pain in the arse that it's called Bran Stark, much like a lot of uh, unique character cards. Um, but it's solid and quite interesting. Maybe not interesting enough, but there's some definite shenanigans that can go on with it. Peel, as you're, as you're now our Stark expert, then... Uh, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, it makes me want to play Stark, because I do want to give that a go. Yeah. See if direwolves are there. Because they've got, like, mm-hmm. event canceling, they've got... Um, they do. The... Uh, like War Marine. Yeah, uh, they got some interesting cards, but this might actually make them decent by giving them icons. Ooh. Well, that's it. I mean, being, you know, being able to being able to stand Greywind again is a bit cheeky. I mean, there's multiple ways to stand Greywind. There's multiple ways to stand anyone in, in Stark, but this is another way to stand someone who. You know, has another reason to kneel with. You know, what I mean, you know, uh, so killing killing characters, popping them back up. There's an easy way to give Grey Wind essentially three icons and kind of use them three times. Uh, it's you know, I've not, certainly not tried it yet. Um, what do you think, Peel? I uh, I must admit, when I was playing Stark, uh, a lot of times when I sat down in, in front of people, their first question was, "Oh, playing direwolves," to which I would always respond with "No," and the look of surprise in their face uh, would appear. <laughs> Um, so, oh, playing direwolves? No. Oh. <laughs> Why would you be playing direwolves before practice? Well, that, that, this is what I mean. This is what I was asked. I was asked it more, weirdly, every game, other than the one with you, Dave, I was asked, oh, are you playing direwolves? Like, what? Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I'm sat there just kind of like going, no. <laughs> I, I assume <laughs> no one that? did. It's I like was... A- Genuinely asked it at least three times that day. Oh, playing Direwolves. Like, no. Like, <laughs> just just as a, a thing. But now when when I sit down and I'm asked that question, I'll understand what they what what benefit that would be. Yeah, there's a there's more of a well, whether you whether you'd say reason, but this is a this this gives a legitimate kind of reason to try Direwolves, I think. To give it a shot, uh, as you say, you can. You an idea, like. Yeah, you can swap out the old because you're swapping out the old brand stock. But as Dave says, there's event cancel in 
in, you know, using Dar Wolves and Stark already, so you're swapping that out, or maybe you just suck up the events. I don't know. Um, but but yeah, it's interesting, I guess, and it's an attempt to kind of you know broaden out a theme that isn't kind of wasn't all there. So yeah, I'll tell you what, the art's gorgeous. Yeah, true, very Summer true. Summer is fit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody take that out of context and like put it on a Rick and Morty uh, <laughs> podcast because that would be disturbing. Oh no, that's a that's a it's a beautiful summer, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more than her mother could say. <laughs> Bran closed his eyes and gave himself up to the wolf dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it doesn't just stop at wolf. Yeah, <laughs> I had to read. Yeah, read a little bit further and go. Oh, the smells and sounds of midnight. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, someone pick another card that they think's interesting. Newt the Barber. I'm aware we've already reviewed him as a show, but I'm looking at the picture now, and it looks like he's being dead to cut his fingers off. Looks like <laughs> someone's gone. You know what? Oh, mate, just hold your hand out, swing that axe down, cut one of your fingers off, and he's almost like motivating. That face is like the face of, oh, I can't believe I'm going to do it. Uh, and then he cuts his fingers off, shouts, lads, lads, lads. And next to Pine is uh, Foster's. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, you're not, Bob. You're not going to do it at all, John. Yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. Ah, you laugh. He's only got him fucking done it. What a dog. Oh, he's done it. That fucking new oh. God. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that was the uh, the one that I was looking at at that exact point in time. But now I'm going to look within uh, Wheels Within Wheels, uh, which is a plot. And it is it basically summons for events. Well, it is summons for events. It's not basically summons for events. It's summons yeah. for events, um, which is going to be quite annoying to come up against. It's weird, uh, though, because it it puts stuff in the discard pile as well. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I know, I know that. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's it slots into a thing, right? It's a scheme. It slots into a range deck. Now, um, internet celebrity Alex Hines has said that he did not know they were printing this when he designed uh, the Annals of Castle Black, or when he was, you know, involved in the design process of the Annals of Castle Black, uh, which is quite interesting because these two obviously work perfectly in tandem. It also works really, really, really well with those new events that are coming out, the, the two clusters that recur from the discard pile. Oh, gotcha. You go search for a good event, and then you pop all them in your discard pile and get them back later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and isn't the... Connect me if I'm wrong. In the in the Tyrell box, isn't there some shenanigans of the Queen of Thorns in events? Or is that going and searching for events or something? She discards events to search for events? Mm, oh, okay, so, so it's just... An, yeah. All right. Okay, it's not what I was thinking, but but yeah, uh, fantastic. When you're when you're in tree challenge uh, for rains, go and find the tears. Trigger your tears. Dump any others. You've, any other events you find the disco pile. Very good. Yeah, it's quite nice. Uh, in fairness, um, you don't have to put them in your disco pile. Is it a case of the if what does that mean? If you add one to your hand, then you place the others in your disco pile. Well, it's search the top ten cards of your deck for any number of events. Just You can fail to find if you don't want to put oh, yeah. any in your discard pile, or any in your hand. But my but reading you, of it is that, yeah, you can choose one to add to your hand. Yeah. Because you don't have to reveal all the events. It, if you did, it would be reveal the top ten cards of your deck. 
So you mm. to prove that you've done it. So you're saying that you could search the top ten cards of your deck, mm-hmm. find five events, mm-hmm. but only reveal two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm really? reading of it, yeah. Add one to your hand and place the others in your dish. Mm. Oh yeah, and if you click on it, yeah, it does say that in the rules fact. You can reveal any number of yeah. Yeah, all of them just want to know. Oh, you don't need to. Yeah, we thought of that, Larry. I'll give him that. <laughs> You'll never listen to this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no. Not unless we tell him we've got spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about spoilers. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think I know what Dave's going to go with for his next card. Uh, really? I, I have a feeling, Dave, due to the fact I'm looking at it now, I've got it ready, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to have to search another one. Well, okay, I'll go for the one that you um, you, you probably think I want to discuss then. Uh, yes. And not the one uh, which I want to gaze longingly at and have a copy on my wall of, uh, so I can look at it every night, because we'll be discussing oh, that later, because it's amazing. Um, okay. So I'm going to say the Red Viper. Is oh. that what you were thinking? That is the one I was thinking, Dave, of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. The Red Viper, um, the Never Tricon five strength loyal Martel bastard, um, <laughs> uh, with renown. And while the Red Viper is attacking, each defending character with fewer than two challenge icons does not contribute its strength to the challenge. Basically, I, I must admit, I do like that for one main reason it is a massive fuck you to Nice Watch, isn't it? Just isn't yeah. it? Just like, totally you know what? Yeah, you know what Nice Watch? You know what you're really good at? Monocons. Well, go fuck yourselves! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally you Yeah. It's funny, it's funny, it never really occurred to me until the, like, the other day, because um, everyone's, you know, also trying to figure out how they can maximise, you know, the, 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 the kind of effect of this guy by using all the other icon stripping kind of tech that there currently is in the game, the attachments, your Nymerias, your uh, whatever kind of locations that strip things off. Um, forgetting exactly that, that it's pretty good like against like 75% of the characters in one house already. <laughs> That's yeah. a nice watch. And there's I plenty mean, of playable monocons that just hits anyway, like Serio and the Reducers and... Plenty the mountain, for yeah, yeah, the mountain out of the equation. Oh. oh, no, the mountain's attacking block with him. Oh, he's got zero strength, I win. So it's it's and only when yeah. the Viper attacks. Viper yeah, does... Yeah, it's it removes that. Which thematically that is. is awesome because whoever attacks between the Viper and the Mountain wins the challenge. Yeah, yeah. that is brilliant, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the Vi- yeah, of course, the Mountain attacks, he wins. The Viper attacks, he wins. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. And for me, this is a Viper with renown, with proper solid written on the card renown. Uh, yeah. About fucking time too. Oh god, yeah, it's, it's a try it- with renown. Great. It's a six-cost icon as well. It's not even expensive. If that was, like, seven or eight, I'd still think that's actually quite a good deal. Yeah. But that's... Six-cost is quite cheap. I mean, what else... I mean, there's some good cards for six-cost, but I think that has to be the highest rate. That's definitely taking the forward position in the, the house one of the bottom wonders. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's the six-coster six of the house one of wonders now. It's just come in and gone, yeah. Is he, good as, uh, is he as good as Victorian? I'd probably say so, mate. He's not as good as Balon. He's he's pretty bloody good, mate. He is very good. He's unopposed. Right, you're attacking with him. He automatically monocons just out of the equation, which is going to remove a lot of stuff. And if you can manipulate icons, um, 
you know, if you want to get through, if there's only like three characters with power icons on the board, one's a monocon, two have got things, you can remove them, you know, you've won the challenge. Well, perhaps more importantly, yeah, you, you force them to overcommit. And then yeah. you remove the challenge, you remove the icon with Nymeria after they've declared defenders. Yes, yeah. yeah. Boom. And it's the Renown as well. It's, it's, it's the important distinction of it's not that the character can't be declared as a defender, it's that their strength doesn't count. So, yes. so you can remove it midway through, which is yeah. uh, important distinction. It's good, it's, an, it's, for, it's for an attacking Martel deck, and, and they're not, I mean, at the moment, they're not the decks that are winning. But you know the, that's not the kind of archetype, the the Martel archetype that's you know winning fucking North American uh, nationals or anything. But uh, it's it's options. It's a new Viper. It's got renown. Fucking great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying out another uh, Martel aggro deck mm. like the uh, the Martel Wolf I played for last year, mm. and he will be a key part of that. Mm. Like it. Um. Let me think. Let me just have a, just have a look at these lists. Um, so, the, it's a game of two halves for the Night's Watch cards. The Defender of the Wall is going to go on people's binders and probably not come out again unless you're playing a Ranger's deck. It's pretty bland. Um, he defends the, the wall, yet he is a Ranger, and so he ranges beyond the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, but while he's defending, he's better than while he's ranging. But he only... Dave to defend. There you go. Silly. The only reason he's outranging is to defend it. He's not going outranging for adventure. He doesn't care about that. He's just making sure no one's pissing up on his wall. And I think that's what's important. He's like, he's like the guy who sneaks his head out the back of a pub and just goes, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> Sharp. I'm defending the wall. But yeah, defending the wall. The defending the wall. Meh. Whatever. Um. Night's Watch did get this other card though. Mm. This um this little thing called the Mutiny at Craster's Keep, mm. which um I mean it's yeah it's pretty ugly. It's uh, it's a zero cost event that says that in dominance you can choose a character with the highest printed cost among the characters that you control. Sacrifice that to choose a a character any character an opponent controls. Yeah, it doesn't specify, does it? Um, it just, it's no, horrible. It's just, Sacrifice that basically means uh, yeah, discard from play. It's fucking horrible. That's going to be fantastic if you play any form of board wipe and they have got like a lovely big beastie on the board. It's you a dominance what? action. It doesn't cost anything. It's going to get rid of some annoyingly high level characters that you control. It's going to be ah, see you later, Tyrion, or just yeah. laugh in your face. Well, what I what I'm what I'm quite enjoying with this and also with another card in this deck is that uh, there's some anti-virus tech in this pack. No, right? that's bad. No, that's, no, that's great. Right, right? As uh, uh, the, 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 the predominance of fucking board wipes left, right, and center, that doesn't impress me much. Right, I'm not that into the. I told you, I'm not a bastard Martel player. I quite enjoy some, you know, little bit of Martel fun here and there. But I, you know, was never a big fan of the old. Oh, let's just keep wiping the board, wiping the board, wiping the board, and that seems to be what's working at the moment. But this, this is going to be used to get rid of Varus quite a lot of the time, I'd imagine, by those decks who don't really, you know, by, but don't really want their uh, board wiped with Varus. Um, if you've got Varus on the other side, the chances are that is, uh, yeah, you've got fucking, you've got six coster that 
the Night's Watch player is going to chuck a three or a four printed cost character to get rid of your virus, you know, and they get to do it before you can trigger your virus because that's at the end of the phase. Even if they pop in with Last of the Giants, what well, Mutant Crystals keep Bosch gone. It's obscene. Yeah, it is pretty obscene. I, I mean, it's obviously, obviously it's in dominance. It's not. It would be even scarier in challenges if they hold on to dominance. But you just look at the board and dominance and go, what have I got? Ugh, it's not very good. What have you got? Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, let's play Mutant Crystals keep and <laughs> even things out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, nasty. Very nasty. Just what we want. Night's watching more fucking good cards. I hate it so much. It's yeah, I can, well. and, and I get, and and, and I get it. Uh, I mean, the other one, the other, the other antivirus tech in this pack is the uh, the begging brother, right? Yeah. Because it cancels character abilities. At least you see that on the board before you attempt attempt yeah. to hit Varus. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, nobody's gonna do it. Um, yeah, and I guess even, yeah, just thinking aloud, I guess you can't really bring that in out of the blue. I mean, you can in challenges, but we'll get to that. Ariane? Yeah, I guess you can. You only need to pop it in and then just put one gold on it to to cancel virus. But again, yeah, they're not going to trigger virus, are they, if it's on the board? If it's a, if it's a deterrent, it's a deterrent. That's good. Exactly. I'm up for that. Yeah, I'm not sure I like the begging brother particularly much. Like it's very very good. I'm not sure I like that it exists. I don't know. Hmm. I get. I like it for I like it for being antivirus tech. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But uh. But yeah. I I. I'll cancel is cancel, but it's neutral cancel. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's a neutral cancel that we haven't had yet. I don't mind it being there as long as it's not a kind of massive swathe of this stuff. I guess so. Um, you know, we don't have a non-Lannister treachery-esque card. Yeah, it we, is better oh. that this exists than solely it being Lannister that can cancel things, basically. So, yeah. there, exactly. is, there is uh, one thing I have noticed with this pack. Lannister have not got any decent stuff in this. Like, like, <laughs> this is kind of like, look at that! Ah, suck it, Lannister. We're going to phase you out and make you shit. Like, deal with that. It's the weirdest piece of artwork I've seen yet in this uh, game that case merchant. Oh, yeah. The spoon-selling kind of <laughs> frivolous kind of wife. I, oh, I, I, really, I don't know. I, I don't know, know if I really like it or really hate it. I think this... <laughs> it, looks like it, it looks like it's come out of a different card game. Yeah. Right? The artwork looks like it's come out of again, Yu-Gi-Oh! No, not Yu-Gi-Oh! That's a terrible example, but it's just so... It's so colourful and vibrant, and hey, get your spoons. Yeah, get your spoons here. Do you know it, it's 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 so <laughs> blue and and it's so fucking primary coloured that it looks question. like a child's card. <laughs> the question is, is she selling those spoons as a set or individually? <laughs> and do you have to buy individual spoons? I mean, that is really what we want to know because that's about as interesting as that card's ever going to be in this. But what she what else is she she's also selling? Cockles? What is that? A crescent moon of sorts? She's got, she's got a lot of half-lit candles. Oh no, she's selling candles. Oh, it's a hippie tat stall, right? <laughs> so she's got candles. Uh, she's probably got some incense there. She's probably she's got some spoons, probably with like the royal wedding on them or something. <laughs> probably. Maybe they're one. like bending spoons or something. Mm. The ones that you shake and they go make you look like you got powers. Another, yeah, another interesting merchant to. Oh, sorry, um, yeah, 
Yeah, not 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 very good. And the task for every two was a bit kind of bland as well. Um, however, uh, there's a couple of belters in here. Dave, what's your favourite? Um, I really like the Iron Blank. The Iron Bank will have its due. I thought you might. And I, I, yeah, and uh, I like I like the picture of Ryan Jones. Just uh, <laughs> considering this guy's loan application, he's clearly going to say no. <laughs> oh, well, isn't it? He's so it's clearly going to be denied. <laughs> it's it's the best it's the best representation of a champ on a card I think that I've seen. Um, I just it's it's yeah. Is that outside of Bruno? Um. Well, yeah, Bruno. Or oh, anything. Bruno was always being awfully kind of violated on his cards, <laughs> or live or whatever. So uh, Ryan here has been ably represented as a uh, yeah, a financial bastard. <laughs> no, I appreciate a good financial bastard. So uh, of course, I thought you might. <laughs> yeah. So and, yeah, it's, it's, really it's a great card. Yeah, it's it's. Um... Have you have you read have you up to date? Have you read the card peel? I've read the card, yes. I've yeah. just read it now. It's it's obscenely good as well. It's, it's so it's... flexible. Yeah, I'm going to take this card out of play and place it with two. If you if you've got like one big massive, you know, if you've got like a big six cost or a seven cost on the table, and it's the only card you got left. You can just play this, switch it out, and then you don't have to worry about March to the Wall. You've got that gold, you can spend it on, like, the four and a three, you know, whatever. Just, it's, there you go, you're saved. It's, it can get rid of attachments, you know, so if it's milk, you can get rid of that. Um, it, it's just, yeah, whatever you need it to do, it's very, very, very useful. Um, I can't really see it being a negative to having any deck. Mm. You I know, think- I just can't. It counts towards your fealty slots. Yeah. It's a new your house card, isn't it? So, action card, sorry. And um, it can be bad if it's cancelled. Like, it can hurt a lot. Yeah. Depending on what you want that gold for. But yeah, often, yeah. often, the gold is gravy and the return to hand effect is more important. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think. I'm so. actually, I was actually thinking that, thinking that, well, if you do cancel this... The, usually the reason you've played it is because you want the thing back in hand rather than necessarily the gold. I think you're right, the gold is gravy. Mm. Uh, sure, there's all sorts of shenanigans that um, that you can set up. Um, but, well, well, hang on, here's, well, here's a question. If you if it does get cancelled, mm-hmm. yes. uh, which means that the character would still come, still come back to your hand mm-hmm. um, and you don't get the gold... Does that also mean that the secondary part of that event is cancelled? I believe so. So it means that basically, say you were to pop a, um, let me let's pick something out of the, uh, something really obvious out of the blue. Say you were to pop a House Florent Knight back into your hand, mm-hmm. and someone cancelled with this event, and someone cancelled that event with a hands of judgment in say marshalling. Um, so okay, you don't get the five gold. What if you still got five gold? Can you still put that thing back out because you've had that second part of the event cancelled? My reading is yes. Yeah, interesting. Where's Laddick when you need him, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's got to, I think everyone's got to be up for a little bit of shenanigans with this card, which is uh, grand. Good on him. It's, it, it's great fun. It's got a great name. Yes. It's just really good. I'm looking forward to see what he's doing with his other two card designs. Wait, has he got another two? Yeah. Because wow. this is his melee one. Uh, oh, yeah. He got one overall, overall that year, and then draft right. in 2015. 
Draft, that's the other one. That's the one yeah, I forgot. The only about. draft card design. Yeah. Um, annoyingly, he did promise me that he would come onto the cast to talk about this when it was spoiled. Um, and then wrote an article for FFG instead. So. T- Alright, I'll take it all back. This card's shit. <laughs> uh, right, well, he's going to have to come on when he, when he uh, designs another one then. Yeah, next one, next one. So, speaking of champion cards, oh, the God. kind of the elephant in the room, <laughs> I think. For me, Peel, have you seen uh, have you seen Flea Bottom? Uh, I'm browsing through them at the moment. I'll browse onto to Flea Bottom, so to speak. Um, let's, let's, cut, let's cut to Flea Bottom. Let's get a Flea Bottom. Yes, there's a, oh, there's a lot that. to be said about this one. It was designed in by the 2004 World Champion. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I'll, do you want me to read this out? Um, Go for it. Yeah, I'd be interested yeah. in your pick on this. It's a one-cost location. Uh, it's uh, neutral, so. Go anywhere you want it to. Um, challenges action. Play one gold and kneel flea bottom to character with printed costs three or lower into play from your discard pile. At the end of the phase, if that card is still in play, place it at the bottom of your deck. Do you remember when they um, restricted the Laughing Store before it was released? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If FFG <laughs> want to ban a card before it's totally legal, I'm not. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> this card is just it's so good well let's look at some of the applications shall we just a quick <laughs> we've one not, we've not got all night mate but yeah let's but, let's but just do one analogy it. for Stark for example now Stark Junior Stark like, you love Stark yeah. mm. when you sac- <laughs> when you sacrifice a character aka uh, put it into the discard pile yeah. um, and let's think of some of the fantastic characters you could have as a Stark um, person uh, Aya, for example, uh, is three cost. Bran, uh, for example, is three cost. Many of them are quite low and do relatively decent things, easily sacrificed uh, on a on a simple trigger, and can now be brought back to life. And sacrificing them causes the standing of all the characters, and also can then be used to cancel events uh, and go into the dead pile if they've not already been put to the bottom of your deck. Yep, that's going to be fucking annoying. Like yep. that effect, that, that's just going to be like, oh. Uh, action, alright, what's this then? I'm just going to sacrifice all these, so now all my defending players, which you've just tried to get challenges through, are now stood because uh, I've killed Bran. Uh, another action, bring Bran back into play. Oh, okay. Um, right, now I'm going to military you. Right, that's fine, I've got an event. <laughs> no, you don't. I'll kill Bran to get rid of that event. Like, fuck! Like, just all these little things are just going to add up, and it is going to be annoying, but I'm definitely going to enjoy playing with it. There's Stark a lot. Is a great place for it. Stark yeah, is fantastic. I mean, Stark's got um, what was the one? What was the one I was thinking of? I've forgotten her. I've forgotten her name. There's a there's there's the woman that you sacrifice to get a lady out of your discard pile. Jane Poole. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, Jane Poole. That's it. So you sacrifice that, get something back from your discard pile. Yep. Put back into play. Sacrifice her again. Something. Get something else. She from your is a, she's a marshalling action. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah, which but case? it does allow you to. Sack her and then bring her back as claim soak. Yeah, because she's only ever going to be a one coster, right? Yeah, that's true. And yeah. similarly for Rickon, you can sack Rickon for his effect and bring him back mid challenge phase as claim soak. Yeah, yeah, as claim soak. But there's yeah, there's there's so many there's so many things. I mean, I kind of want, I want to well, I both want to and don't want to kind of see what bullshit this does for you know for a few weeks want to see some tournaments want to see some ridiculous decks really milking the shit out of this thing to see what 
you know, like it's it, it applications. There's applications for it in every house, right? It's yeah. great. It'll it'll be great in Targ. Um, it'll be fucking ridiculous in Targ. Bear in mind that Targ has ways to kind of just chuck cards out their hands willy nilly. Yeah. Um, so they can put what they want in the discard pile um, with their Plaza Pride, and then bring things like the Second Sons in, and you know, all all, all sorts of things. Nice watch. Yeah. Every. Yeah. Veteran builders for the Night's Watch. God, unlimited veteran builders. God bless him. Yeah. The Hound. Yeah. Just uh, comes back to hand when he wins the challenge, so he doesn't yeah. don't get the negative effect. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be wonderful when somebody walks into an Ario Hotar. But other yeah. than that, <laughs> yeah, I'm not such a fan. And the, and the um the thingy the the other was it the the Southern Messenger. Oh yeah. Does, can you know remove things from challenges, so yeah, everyone's got some. And a Tyrell, it will be disgusting as well with your Oleana's informants and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. um, how does this work with um, ladies in waiting? You kill them as a dupe, so they yeah. get discarded. Mm-hmm. You put them back into play. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is if that card is still in play. Yeah, it's not the character, it's the card. Yeah, so, so they would go to the card. bottom of the deck. But it's still infinite claim soak. It is. It's, I mean, it's special. You do it during the middle military challenge. Yeah. Especially if you think, um, you know, if you mess about with Arya Stark, because uh, every time she comes back in, she'll get the top of your deck, mm-hmm. um, and then you use that as claim soak, if that happens, you know. So, so, yeah, you get all that. Or, um, or you use the dupe to save her from leaving play. Yeah, I guess you can because it's not cannot be saved, right? Yep. And then you sacrifice her, and then you do it again. Yeah. <laughs> or you use her as march fodder. Yeah. Back the yeah. Yeah. Loop of time, so. yeah. Put, put her into play with this, and then marcher is just obscene. It's yeah. gonna be. Just, I think it's gonna be. Dis- I think it's gonna be disgusting. And um, in Greyjoy, Wildling Scouts are gonna be horrible. You'll get two uses out of a Wildling Scout. Um, you know, use that. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty horrible. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot to be done. It's like I want, I want to spend you know four or six weeks seeing how unpleasant it can be. Then ban it. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to see you in a room um, with all cards around and just string, making all the possible combinations. So uh, you come in and we just find you and you're just going on about um, look at all these things you can do. And there's just like there's walls and just red paint over the walls and just like cards with string going to the like different colours to show. What you're talking about at the moment is my kitchen. <laughs> this, is, this is actually happening, and, and uh, of, of course it's not me. It's it's Helen. <laughs> Helen this, this is a this is a key uh, card to kind of unlock her kind of brain, just kind of going. Yeah, she's going crazy. She propped this the moment she heard about it. Yeah, right. Okay. That's and was already doing all sorts of fucking bullshit with it. You know, none I'm of the decks gonna... one, but yeah. Just, I've, just, got, I've, I've got an idea, Dave. Um, I'm going to have a little bit of play with that. Um, I'm going to get on the online. Uh, in fact, yeah, I'm going to get on that new online kind of. Uh, you're going to have to send me the link so I can play Thrones online against random people. Not even against random people, just anyone. Um, because you can play it through a browser now, which means, in theory, and um, get this, I can play it at work. Which I know what you're thinking. What? Yeah, work? Yeah. You should be working. No, fuck that. I want to do this instead. I've got much bigger ideas. Um, I just need a new seat in the corner. So uh, I'm going to kick off about the flickering light above me uh, and try and move seats. I also think that, I think I read this somewhere, that this is more in keeping with what Greg Atkinson wanted the original card to be. Okay. I can't remember where I read that because I, 
obviously I'm reading this compared to first edition Flea Bottom and it's absolutely nothing like that. But I'm sure I read somewhere that uh, from oh, God knows where. Yeah. That, that this is actually more what he wanted and but couldn't have. That I'm makes sure. sense. I know he was. I remember yeah, hearing from him on something that he didn't like the original Flea Bottom. Yeah. And that it had been changed. Mm. And this, it, like thematically, it makes sense, right? Like you know, people just jumping in on the cheap, fucking shit up. Well, yeah, like, you know, out of nowhere, like yeah, okay, yeah. it's just you pay a beggar and flea bottom some money, and they'll pop up and do some shit for you, and then they'll go to the bottom of your deck. <laughs> I just hate it. Or you return them to hand with uh, the iron, bar- <laughs> the iron bank. Yeah, yeah. If it, if they're if they're that important, you can ambush them out. Yeah, there's all sorts. There's you know, the moment else. the moment this came out, people are making lists of basically every character is going to be kind of effective with, and uh, you know, there's some in every single. Uh, there's some in pretty much every house. I haven't considered much of how it would help someone like Barra because it doesn't really do much for the Neil package because the majority of that Neil stuff involves you actually playing or marshalling the cards so things coming into play unless you're using you know veteran uh, not veteran builders um, what are they called Vanguard Lancers you still got to get them in the discard pile of course yeah you do exactly so, and you don't normally run marched or Varus yeah so it's more as a kind of oh fuck, someone else has done something and now I need to get yeah. back out. So, yeah, yeah it's, it isn't that good in Barra. No. It's for a more shenanigan kind of type of deck and uh, I think, yeah, everyone, everyone's going everyone's gonna to love it, everyone's going to try it. Uh, ironically, Peel, it kind of makes me want to play Stark so I can Frozen Stark. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah which I is, wanna, it, that, yeah. That's interesting because it had no attachments in first edition. That's right, but yeah, of course. Can, yeah. can be stopped. With, with things like Frozen Solid, just to, uh, you know, to... Oh, I'd Frozen yeah. Solid the shit out of this thing. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of Frozen Solid at the moment. Yeah. No, but I hated it in first edition. Yeah. Passion. Now I love it. <laughs> yeah, but you used to be able to put it on attachments in first edition, and it also blanked the whole bloody card. Yeah. So it did all, it did, you know, it, it, it really destroyed Maester decks. That's probably why you hated it, Dave. <laughs> Mainly, yeah. It, yeah, yeah it, because the thing is, it... it it was a card that just ruined jank straight up. Yeah, it did. That's uh, what it was. Just. That's smart, though, and it's no fun. Yeah, but now it now it ruins jank considerably less, mm. and there's good neutral attachment hope. Yeah. So it's not as bad. Yeah, location hate is pretty. Yeah, pretty good at moment. So yeah, even a banner, a start banner, just yeah, that frozen solid is a uh, is quite tasty at the moment. I think. I mean, even the ability to blow it up. Um, that, that wouldn't even... Yeah. I don't know, it's horrible. It's so cheap as well to put down on the board for the amount of fun you can have with it. It's not very expensive. And that's I just what, think, I think, you know, I think Targ Aggro is going to be disgusting with this. I think some of the councils I'm going to put up alone is going to freaking be disgusting. Like, I'm looking at what deck I played the other day, and even I'm now just going, oh, start. They're going to be fun with this. Yes, <laughs> yes. Dark is going to be horrible. Targ's going to be horrible. Tyrell are going to be rushy as fuck with this thing. Rayjoy are going to be horrible. And yeah, Tyrell. Um, but Tyrell have had another little boost for the rushing as well uh, in this expansion. Um, they've oh, yeah. now got an event that's given them... You know, it does cost two gold, but they've got an event to do an extra power challenge. Uh, if you win the... Um, uh, if you win an intrigue, isn't it, by five or more, yep. you get that card back from the discard, which yeah. basically just means, well... Yeah, you know, you put through a massive power challenge, they kneel out their boards, you friggin' trigger this, bring someone else in, and, you know, all sorts can be done, especially if that's partnered up with 
with Baratheon, you trigger it with the laws. There's a lot of cheap law characters. And every time a law comes into play, you can kneel a character if you've got um, Melisandre. So you just have Melisandre, some cheap laws in your deck, and you can just sacrifice. I mean, Baratheon and Stark, you could kneel them out and do anything, really, after that point. Um, you could just abuse them quite easily with this. I think my, my only, um, the only relief, I think, is that there's currently nothing in the card pool that doesn't kneel to do a power challenge. You know, the, yeah. you know, the, we've we've got our Jamies and we've got our Cerseys, but we don't have anything that doesn't need to initiate a kind of power challenge, uh, which is kind of fully what I'm expecting at some point. Uh, uh-huh. and we've got our Briens and we've got our Marcellas and stuff that don't need to defend or whatever. But uh, but uh, yeah, this is going to this is going to pop up in um, in Rush decks and uh, and I think Fleabottom can probably help with that as well. Um, yeah, nasty. It's not going to be nice when it starts being used in wide circle. No. No. Um, yeah, you know, you're gonna do. Uh, it's worth worth mentioning also that the the Barra two cost location, um, two cost economy locations in this pack as well. Uh, it's blah, blah, you know, it's it, it's not great. It's all it's. I mean, it's phenomenal in a in a dominance deck, which is, you know, a dominance deck. Who plays dominance deck? People do play dominance decks at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's you know it gets its uh, it gets its money back when you play it and then is kind of likely to get its money back out of battle but um, you know it doesn't have that uh, it doesn't have that well you'll get some money back at least you know you could be you could you could get screwed on these mm. in a way that a lot of the other uh, economy locations you 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 can't get royally screwed with them you can just kind of uh, oh you only get one gold ever oh never mind so but with with bad it's kind of all or nothing. Which is quite interesting. Be interested to see what the Lanny one is. Yeah. Mm. That is a, yeah, that is a shame for Barra because they could mm. do with it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the the, the economy thing's funny because they've really this cycle's going crazy with the economy. Maybe just to kind of tie in with the bestow thing, you know, you you know, give us the money to actually use on the bestow in the first place. Because with you know, with great halls and with all these two cost locations. Money pretty much is not a problem in most decks now. Uh, you you know you you can make a point of always usually having the money to do what you want to do. And I mean Martel is a massive uh, example of that. Uh, that Martel location is I'm I'm, I'm going to say personally yeah it, it's it's the best of you know. It is. Everyone's got the economy to do kind of to do what they want to do now, and I'm going to say even Bad has got all the economy to do what it wants to do at the moment. You know Bad is always a good deck. You know. The thing is with them, I mean, it's it's weird they've introduced this Besto thing, then given us lots of money to use that Besto, but I can't really see us ever really using it. I mean, I've had a look at some of the few Besto stuff in there. There's a semi-decent one in Baratheon, but it's not that fantastic. Um, you can keep stuff down, which is quite useful, don't get me wrong, but it's only one card, really. Um well, Danny, Danny seemed to say, Danny, the lead designer on the on the game, seemed to say that uh, because this cycle and the next cycle kind of uh, both been designed reasonably kind of in tandem because they will rotate out at the same time, yes. that the next cycle is going to have some a little bit more interesting kind of bestow stuff in it because okay, okay. it's going to build it up in this cycle and they're going to yeah. carry that on in the next cycle. I mean, they, they might not be amazing, but there's definitely going to be some things of interest. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it, it, 
it remains to be seen, you know, how useful it's going to be. People are kind of tickling the pistol mechanic a little bit. It's working really well out of Martel. Mm. Uh, you know, so well, in fact, that, yeah, it, you know, if it wasn't for Bristol, I'm going to say that, that Martel Stag probably wouldn't have won North American Nationals. But, it's yeah, it hasn't taken the game by storm, but then a lot of these things don't to begin with. No, sure. And, and you know, giving us economy and giving us Bristol at the same time is kind of, you know, giving you the tools to kind of try and then piece what you want, you know, piece some interesting stuff together. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, this pack's... Um, this pack's crazy in places. That's my summary of it. They go, crazy in places. <laughs> <laughs> Has some mad moments, you know. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of fun. It certainly does. 